0: Inferno, previously on Webheads. So the last part of the story we got to was, uh, us. Oh, uh, Dark Child, Ileana, Magic, whatever you want to call her, uh, just kind of went full dark evil. And everybody, she's completely covered in like this silver metal form, almost like her brother Colossus. But it looks more like,
1: uh, like armor.
0: She, yeah, kind of almost like the destroyer in the Thor movie. Mm. Uh, not so much detailed like Colossus's faces, where you can see all his emotions and stuff like that. Um, the Madeline Pryor has gone to the dark side as well. She's fully embraced her her Goblin Queen uh, <laughs> persona, and she has found out that. Mr. Sinister is her father. And we'll get a, yeah, her quote unquote father. We will, and the second half of this, that definitely gets into what that's all about. And um, we're not going to get into all of our, what we've been up to lately, because as some of you may know, these two part episodes we film or we record all at one time. So nothing, we haven't done anything different in the last two hours. No. No. So all I'm going to do on this one real quick, just give you a quick rundown of what comics are coming out this week, which is uh, tomorrow, the 28th of September. Uh, We got a spinoff issue of The Axe, the Judgment Day story, uh, Avengers number one. So it's a little Avengers spinoff of that. That should be good. Ant-Man number three. Those have been really good. Have you checked those out yet? I keep wanting to. They're really good. Um, It's Ant-Man from the original Ant-Man ends up going forward in time and meeting other Ant-Men. The the style of the drawings uh, of the art kind of changes as they go through time. So that one's pretty good. Uh, Captain America, Symbol of Truth. We're still kind of early in that story. Um, it's only number five that's coming out this week, so you can still catch up. Those ones are pretty good. That's the uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America comics. Damage Control number two uh, is coming out. I didn't love the first one. I'm not going to get the second one.
1: Good. good. Um, well, not good, but like I was going to get it. but Yeah,
0: it's mm, not worth it really for me. I heard Defenders Beyond, number three, is coming out. I haven't read those, but I heard they're pretty good. I've heard a lot of good things
1: about those. I haven't even heard of those before.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fortnite and Marvel Zero War, number five, is out. I haven't read any of those. Fortnite? I will Fortnite?
1: Fortnite. <laughs> Do you play Fortnite?
0: Uh, what else? What else? Gambit number three is out. I read the first one, didn't like it, haven't gone back. Don't plan on it <laughs> <laughs> uh surprisingly G- uh Genus Veil, Captain Marvel mm. number three is coming out um surprisingly, I like those ones. Genus Veil is uh Marvel's son, the original Captain Marvel. this is his son he is uh he has just come back to life and he's going through some shit so this one's pretty good. What else we got? There's some ones that are way further into the story. Won't give into those, cause I don't know how. I don't know how that works really. If you can go back and find those, you can find most of them on Marvel Unlimited though.
1: Marvel Unlimited.
0: So go back. Uh, well, fuck it. Miles Morales spider mans number forty-two. Is coming out this week. I'm pretty sure you can find up to Miles Morales forty. On Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, I I think I'm close to that. Yeah, because it it's three months after it comes out originally before it shows up there. So
1: it used to be six months. Yeah,
0: they cut it down to three. Hopefully, so, they do another. <laughs> yeah, cut it down to a month. <laughs> you know what? Just give it to us the next week. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would pay more. I. I shouldn't say this, because you guys might do it, but I would pay more for Marvel Unlimited to get it, to get these comics to next week.
1: Yeah. I'd pay like, I
0: don't know,
1: four or five dollars more.
0: Yeah. Maybe don't do it. I don't know. This is your guys' choice. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 10 comes out, and I'm on that one pretty heavy. It's been pretty good. I haven't read number nine yet, but uh, that one should be good. And... Uh what else we got? Nothing. Some variant covers of some older ones. Uh they got, they always got the digital chapters on uh Marvel Unlimited that you can read mm-hmm. that are uh, brand new stories or not brand new stories for all of them. They're kind of uh older comics as if uh from like the last couple of years but retold and like that Unlimited oh. uh scrolling kind of story. And a whole bunch of trade paperbacks coming out this week. And that's pretty much it. Oh, they got a Marvel Masterworks coming out. A, a Werewolf by Night. Hmm. This week, the 28th. It looks kind of... The cover just looks cool. But not, not really my I thing. I don't have a bookshelf. So. <laughs> but <laughs> that's all we got for this week that's coming out. Uh, things might change. Some of those books might not come out. Because... Uh, Sometimes they hold them off Sometimes they push them back a little bit Depending on whatever their Reasoning is, I don't know But uh, because we're recording This kind of ahead of time Sometimes it can change So some of that stuff might not come out But Either way, go to your local comic book shop Check it out Buy something Throw some money their way Go now Do it Gabe, I'm talking to you You live right down the street Go buy something Grandma, there's one Right there by Safeway you Used to work at Safeway Go get one Anybody else? Dad I know that you're going to listen to this at one point I don't know if that's today Or three months down the line But either way if Wherever you're at I'm sure there's a comic book shop not far from you So go check it out And we're going to get back to the story So Here we are. Uh, We are... Uncanny 241. Uncanny X-Man 241. So, here we are back with the X-Men, where we last saw the Goblin Queen uh, get slapped with the harsh news that she was created by Mr. Sinister.
1: The Goblin Queen.
0: Yes. The Goblin Queen was created by Mr. Sinister. And she refuses to believe that because she has, like, this long list of, uh, he he has, she doesn't believe that because he has a long list of, like, these fucked up achievements. Like, he's the mastermind behind the Marauders who killed all the Morlocks in the Mutant Massacre story that we did a while ago. Uh, he stole her son a few, (laughs) a few months ago. So, like, for him to just kind of toss his news out there, she's like, you're probably not telling the truth. So. uh, But
1: would it be that hard to believe that?
0: I mean, not really from the outside of it. Like, no, he's a horrible person. He, like, he probably did do that. But I don't know what it takes to create a person, So. So, (laughs) So uh, she's she's pissed off. She sends her the demons that she's with uh, to attack him, but they're in his home base. He's got his defenses up. It's it's no contest. He then chains her up, and the chains are enchanted to use her energy as, uh, to use her energy to add strength of the hold. So every time she starts to struggle, it takes that energy and then makes it, the hold even stronger. And uh, the Goblin Queen calls for Nastir to help out. And he just acts like he can't hear anything. Like, like, oh, damn, these swords are nice. I wonder what's going on back at home. So uh, we jump back to New York. And then the X-Men are still fighting the Marauders at this point when they found them in the alley. uh, When Havoc was being nosy on his little computer. Um, And they're, they're still losing pretty bad until Longshot... Uh, throws his lucky blade that hits vertigo in the head and it knocks her out and then that's when they start to get the upper hand Uh, (laughs) and the x-men start to go all out havoc even kills harpoon uh from the marauders Uh, so now he's a murderer and then we cut back to the goblin queen and she's telling sinister uh you're full of it i have all these memories uh, of my parents my friends growing up the whole nine so he calls her bluff and he says, "Okay, tell me one of your memories." And then she goes into her memory of her friend dying when she was 10. And then he says the memory back to back to her word for word as she's saying it, the whole memory. And then now she's kind of confused and he tells her, "No, those are the, those aren't your memories. Those are Jean Grey's memories."
1: Oh, so she's a clone.
0: Yeah. So, the, the memory that she recalled is actually Jean's memory from the day her powers manifested. And so, the time travel here, a little bit a little back into the past, um, here's how all of this happened. So, after Jean's powers came, Mr. Sinister planned on killing Jean's parents at the time. So, she would be forced to go to his orphanage at the State Home for Foundlings, which is in Nebraska. Um... But then Professor X showed up before he could do any of that. Uh, convinced her parents to let her go to the school for gifted youngsters. Uh, but not before Mr. Sinister showed up to take a blood sample from her. Like, in an evil way. like It wasn't like, hey, I just need a little bit of your blood. So he got a blood sample from her and then... Um, after he took the blood sample, then he blocked any memories that she had of him doing that in her head. So then he used the blood sample to create a clone of her that he then grew into adulthood in an incubator. And then as she grew, he noticed that she didn't have uh, the same mutant powers that Jean had. And he was planning on just getting rid of the clone. So, Until uh, one night, her chamber burst into flames in the shape of a bird, and then the clone uh, then yelled out for Scott, to scream Scott, as the the phoenix flames kind of flew out of the incubator. And then she passed out. So now we're back into the present. Uh, Nastir is hiding in the shadows now, uh, listening to Mr. Sinister tell the story to Madeline. And then Nastir comes up with the idea to save Madeline from all this. And then she'll if he does that, then she'll be indebted to in him. Indebted to him... Uh, forever basically uh we jump back to manhattan sim and his demons uh come up on the x-men and the marauders throwing hands in the alley and then he decides to join the fight with his demons uh the the x-men uh killed all the demons all except for uh one who colossus recognizes from the time that he had gone into limbo I don't know how he differentiated that one from the rest, but <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> uh, but then he's like, "Nah, screw this." Then he kills that demon, and was, then
1: did him and that demon. I'm assuming they didn't get along. They must have had all, some right? funk between
0: each other. Yeah, <laughs> it just he was like, "Nah, that's my kill."
1: Hey, 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 Colossus! What's snack?
0: up? <laughs> <clears throat> And then he's like, nah, if that guy's from Limbo and he's here, I got to go find my sister (laughs) because something bad is going on. And he's like, I got to, he tells everybody, he's like, I got to leave. I got to go find my sister because she might be the only way to stop all this from happening. So, again, we jump back to uh, Nebraska. Mr. Sinister um, is explaining to Madeline that after researching it all, he found that uh when jean sacrificed herself on the moon in the dark phoenix saga uh that was the exact moment that madeline woke up screaming for scott so now this so now discovering that madeline has some powers because jean was gone uh it's like because jean was Sorry. gone for a while the the phoenix uh brought her Brought Madeline some powers. Uh. Um, Where the hell am I? Uh, So, yeah, so when Mr. Sinister realized that she did have some powers, uh, he set the clone up with a fake name, Madeline, false memories, and uh, organized for her to meet Scott and eventually have a baby together. So, Mr. Sinister set all of this into play.
1: They don't look alike.
0: They look almost exactly alike.
1: <laughs> no one thought that was weird the first time.
0: I'm sure they all did.
1: That's weird for Scott to even, like, here's this person that looks exactly like your wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like You'd
1: just be like... So you're, on. <laughs> like,
0: one, you're in love with Jean in the first place, right? And then she dies, you're mourning. And then months later, this woman who shows up who isn't Jean... But looks exactly like her. Shows up in your life. And you're like. Yeah. That's that's the girl I want to be with.
1: <laughs> I got a type and she's
0: it. <laughs> yeah. You marry her. You have a baby with her. And you, like there's no denying that you're only with her. Because she looks like the yeah. woman that you just lost.
1: And probably acts like her.
0: Yeah. And everybody else is just like. I mean, that's Scott's thing. What, what are we supposed to do?
1: It's weird.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, somebody should have said something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Mister Sinister, Mister Sinister set up the whole thing. The them even meeting in the first place knowing that they're going to get married, have a baby, all that stuff. Um everything was going smooth until months later when the actual gene showed up uh on in the sands of Jamaica, just like almost lifeless. And that's when Scott left to go huh. find her. Uh he knew Mr. Sinister knew if Gene and Madeline ever met, Gene would be able to find out the truth, so he sent his marauders to steal Matt to kidnap Madeline. And uh, kill the baby, but they fucked up the job. She made it out alive. And now we're kind of where we're at. Uh, is, uh, back in Manhattan, uh, the demons are leaving the bad energy around the area. And all the X-Men are seemingly becoming more and more bloodthirsty. And they take out all the Marauders. like kill them, except for Polaris, uh, who gets away. And uh, Longshot gets bit by Nastir... Uh, who suddenly showed up out of nowhere, and uh, Havoc tried to kill Nastir himself, but he was, was too quick and then gets out. Uh, the X-Men want to go after... They want to try to find Nastir themselves, uh, but Wolverine picks up the scent of someone familiar and convinces the team to follow him to go figure out who it is. We jump back again to Mr. Sinister... And he's telling Madeline he wasn't worried about the failed assassination attempt on her life. Uh, because not too long after that, she, she died in Dallas with the rest of the, the X-Men team. So he was like, well, cool. Now I don't have to worry about shit. And <laughs> uh, But now that she's back and has more powers than she did before, uh, he's, his plan is to just dissect her and figure out what caused her to gain more powers. <laughs> Because that's confusing for him uh before he can do that uh, she uses her powers to overload the the locks that he has on her arms and uh right before right before she brings a fight to uh she gets out of the chains and then she's like no nah, I gotta go find Mister. tier um uh, she's she's like, I gotta kill Mr. sinister now because now I'm out I'm free." But right before she does that, Nastia shows up uh, with her son in hand. And he's like, now this is like my play. Because she's out. I have what she was looking for. Now she's indebted to me because I got what she wanted. So Mr. Sinister tells her uh, that he was planning on killing the baby for all that uh, the baby represents. Uh Sorry, she tells Mr. Sinister that she's planning on killing the baby, her son, for all that the baby represents, because of Mr. Sinister's manipulations to even bring him into this world in the first place, and to kill off Scott's hopes and false love that he had for her and the baby.
1: So, now she's, like, more angry. Yeah. She's, I mean... She'd already given into like the She'd already queen.
0: given into the evil the darkness part of it. Oh, wow, so now and she's like And then she she made it seem like she wanted the baby because it's her son. But now we're finding out that she only wants the baby to basically just get back at Scott <laughs> for leaving. For leaving and for not ever really loving like now that she found out that she was basically a, an exact clone of Jean
1: it makes more sense, why yeah,
0: and it pisses her off even more so uh, yeah she she wants to to kill baby Nathan for all those reasons, and then if she does this, uh that would complete the sacrifice uh for herself to give herself to fully give herself into the inferno, which is uh, and the inferno essentially is what they're calling all of the demons uh in new york and that port there if she does that sacrifice of baby nathan then that would be enough to keep that portal open as a bridge between limbo and earth completely it would never close so that's where we're at (laughs) and then we jump over to new mutants number 73 and uh, we see Eliana being ridiculed by Sim, uh, because she won't, she doesn't really, she's giving herself to the darkness of it all, but she still has something in her head telling her, I can't really do this. And Sim, the, the demon, who's trying to really do all this to take her spot as a ruler of Limbo, just keeps, like, berating her, and making fun of her for not being able to, like, Take that leap and just because if she fully gives in, she immediately uh, would take his spot as the leader. Mm. Like, there's she has too much power for her to not overtake him in all of this. Uh, and she won't, yeah, she won't give in to the darkness, but all in all, that makes it easier for him to defeat her, like I said, because she doesn't want to go fully dark. Uh, Ileana lets him know. Uh, Whatever you're thinking, don't try it. You couldn't kill me when I was young, and you're not going to be able to do it now. So, (laughs) uh, and he says, uh, Sim says, Nastia is the only reason you're alive right now. And he's gone, so so what's up? (laughs) Like, what are you going to do? So she's fed up. She slices Sim in half, but because uh, he uh, was already infected by the... I said techno virus, but it's called the techno organic virus. Um, he was already infected by that, so when she slices him in half, he just reforms right in front of her, and now she's really tempted to just go completely dark because she's sick of this shit. Uh, meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, the new mutants are flying around trying to find Ileana, and uh, Colossus is across town doing the same, beating up demons, asking where his sister is. <laughs> because i'm sure that's the best way to do it uh the demons are actually getting the upper hand on colossus and they end up beating his ass and they take him to sim as like a a prize like hey look what we did and (laughs) and so now in front of sim colossus gets his ass beat again uh, but this time um he's getting his ass beat in front of his sister who thinks sim is playing a game with him or with her uh because she knows that colossus is supposed to be dead like uh, you're trying to fool me with beating up my brother, but my brother's dead. that's not really him,
1: yeah
0: so uh just then the new mutants show up, knocking Sim out and stealing Ileana away, but they don't get too far because Colossus and Sim, uh, and Sim start fighting. the brawl ends up uh yeah. the brawl ends up leading its way right in front of the new mutants. Colossus stops fighting and stares at Ileana, and she stares back in disbelief. She starts crying and says, oh, I thought you were dead. Like, what the hell's going on? And then she apologizes to Colossus that she that he has to see her in this dark child form. Because this isn't how she wanted to, him to ever see her. Because he's always looked at her just like the little baby. Yeah. <coughs> We haven't talked as much in a while. <laughs> this is more than I've talked in like the last two weeks. So, yeah, they're just staring back and forth. She's crying. He says, Don't worry about it. She teleports herself uh, and the new mutants away uh, back to Limbo, and Colossus and Sim just get right back into the fight. Uh, back in Limbo, Ileana sees how badly the place looks since she left. And decides once again to grab the reins and become the Dark Child, the ruler of Limbo again. And then her teammate, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Rain or Ron, R-A-H-N-E. She's kind of like a little wolf type girl. Uh. but So uh, Rain from the New Mutants can't accept the fact that Ileana wants to stay in Limbo. So she runs to a teleport disc because they're just everywhere in Limbo. And her team follows, and now she's on the hunt trying to find uh, the young Ileana in hopes that she can save the older version. So with with Limbo, time is just like not really a thing. Mm. So it's like, those teleport discs can take you 500 years into the past. It can take you two years into the future, or it could take you two minutes into the past, whatever. Like, there's no...
1: There's no if or reason to anything. Yeah.
0: That's why when Ileana was, like, really in control of everything, she could just teleport to wherever she wanted to because she knew, like, she had all the power in Limbo. But Rain and the rest of the New Mutants don't have that, so they're literally just... She's hoping to find the young Ileana somewhere on the teleport discs, but she has no way of <laughs> figuring out how to get to that so uh yeah they're hoping to find the younger version of her so they can save the older version ever they do end up finding the young iliana and they use her to convince the older one to give up ruling limbo and it seems like they seem to be convincing her to to give it up and then uh iliana teleports everybody back to manhattan and then when they get there, she creates this giant teleport disc. She throws her soul sword into it, which uh, begins to suck all the demons back into limbo. Manhattan starts turning back into its normal self. Uh, once it's all done, we're left with Ileana's limp armor laying on the ground, and everyone believes that she's dead now. Because she she threw her soul sword into the teleport disc. She doesn't know where any of that stuff is going now, but she gave it up. <clears throat> Uh, Colossus runs over to his sister, thinking the same, thinking she's dead. He picks her up. He's cradling her. He's crying. Uh, minutes later, from inside the armor, they hear this little girl's voice. She's like a little small child. They hear a voice coming through. So Colossus tears open the armor, and then he sees uh, Eliana the same way, the same age she was when she first made it to limbo. So he gives her a hug, he gives her a kiss, and then that was the end of that part. But what it cuts <laughs> it cuts away, and then we see Nastier watching from a distance, uh disappointed at the whole how the whole thing turned out. And then he turns over to he turns, looks to the goblin queen standing at the top of the Empire State Building. And And she's just, like, standing up there, ready to just take over everything, rule the whole world. And, yeah, everything has made its way. The soul sword goes away. A lot of the demons get sucked in, but not everything is changing back immediately. So, right now, the Empire State Building is, like, the major piece of New York that still is (laughs) kind of demonized and it's it's still it i think they said it's almost half the size bigger than it originally is and like normally so
1: did that guy ever get out of the get out of the stamp
0: eventually yeah <laughs> yeah but he was like super confused when he came out and was like i don't know what the hell happened <laughs> like those demons were just fucking around just i don't know what the hell was going on <laughs> So, so then we go over to X-Factor 37. Uh, like I said, the Goblin Queen's up on the, the Empire State Building, just kind of waiting to take everything over. Meanwhile, X-Factor is working on following uh, Cyclops' son. Uh, but Na- uh, Nasir is doing his best to kind of block that mental... Link that Gene and Nathan have together. And Gene can still. S- so. The baby's name is Nathan Christopher. We You know who he is. As he gets older. Uh, why am I not? Cable. Cable? Um, so. They named the baby Nathan Christopher. Summers. And. I don't know why they ever did it. But Nathan is the name of one of the boys in the orphanage that Scott grew up in and it was like one of Scott's bullies <laughs> so <laughs> i'm assuming that this was maybe like a subconscious like evil thing that madeline <laughs> wanted done but he like he hates the fact that that anybody ever calls the, his son nathan he hates it so he always calls him christopher so, so here we are. Jean can sense baby Nathan. I am I kind of switch back and forth in my notes, but I'll just stick with Nathan so everybody can stick with it. But she can sense baby Nathan's thoughts, and uh, she's able to levita- levitate her whole team in the air towards him. Uh, but when they get close, they see that Nastir uh, has baby in hand. And then as soon as they get close enough to even – Make eye contact with the baby. And the steer teleports away with them. And so now uh, the demons that are up there are left to continue to fight with X-Factor. Uh, to stop them from making their way up to where we now see the baby is up at the top with uh, Madeline, the steer. They're both... All three of them are just kind of sitting there chilling, waiting. And... Uh, X-Factor kind of makes their way through the demons, and, uh, finally the, the Goblin Queen, Madeline Pryor, teleports down in front of them, with baby Nathan in hand, and, uh, Nastir, and, uh, Jean's parents, who are demons right now, uh, they all show up right there in front of X-Factor, and X-Factor is surprised to see her, uh, because, up until now they hadn't seen madeline in any of this stuff so now scott's they're just looking for his son trying to get away and all of a sudden madeline shows up and she's with the demon she has her baby in hand and so one thing this is completely off course right why why did comic book artists always draw women in like this like g-string kind of like outfit
1: i was just looking at um there was a i was looking at a cover for one of the issues yeah and like madeline's wearing like what seems like a, a reverse one-piece bikini or something yeah where it's just covering
0: the boobs it, open it barely almost. covers her chest yeah Like it the barely covers is, like out yeah and she's in that the whole nine. Once she turns into the Goblin Queen, that is her full fit.
1: Like I'm 24 not, 7. If that's how you're comfortable, that's how you're comfortable. But comic book artists, yeah, they they, they, they use, they sexualize. I mean, Psylocke's outfit. Yeah. It's just a bathing, like a one piece bathing suit that's too small for her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's over doing flips and kicks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, the like, the grandmaster shows up. He's in a full on, cloak like a uh, animal cloaked over him. Yeah, he's got on <laughs> he's his long ass dress looking thing, and then the goblin queen shows up and she's in like the skimpiest bikini. Yeah,
1: the women wear like the this most skin tight like, yeah, reveal as much as possible outfits. While the men wear like armored up. Yeah, like suits and. All it right. makes no
0: sense to me whatsoever.
1: Yeah, like, how are you fighting people? Or, like, granted, like, you're not throwing punches and kicks most of the time. No. But still, like...
0: Oh, well, I mean, your cape's flying everywhere. <coughs> so, like, I can only imagine that this bikini's not going to stay on too well. <laughs> and <laughs> and like you said, yeah, cool. If that's what you prefer fighting in, that makes sense. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm not fighting you. I don't <laughs> care. But... I can't imagine that's the most comfortable thing to fight in. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> it's it's just mad creepy. Because <laughs> it's like, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to draw them this way. Yeah. And you're like... Now this is what the guys want to see.
1: Yeah, I'd rather not. No. <laughs> it's just so no. distracting from the book.
0: It's I thought about <clears throat> it so much. Like... There's just no reason for you to be dressed like this.
1: Like this is a little off topic. Um but like within like the last maybe like ten years, mm-hmm. Spider Woman, they gave her that new suit. It's more like a jacket with like the pants and everything. Yeah. I like that suit more than like her original suit.
0: The, the original one was just kind of like a, a one like a bit like a one piece yeah, bikini like kind red. of thing.
1: It wasn't really a bikini, it was just like all like, like down to her legs? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right.
1: but now she has, like, it's, like, a, I think, like, yellow and red and gray, mm-hmm. like, sort of jacket. Yeah. But Like, the pants. I, I like that outfit more than, yeah, her original one. Because the original one, like, I just don't understand the whole...
0: I Like, I get it. Like, I watch wrestling. Like, there's guys walking around in just their underwear fighting each other. Yeah. Maybe it is more comfortable. I don't know. But, like, if, if you come out and you... You wore pants for 20 years and then they cut it down to like uh, just a one piece kind of bikini cut? Sure, I get it. I don't like my pants covered most of the time. I don't like my legs covered most of the time, anyways. I understand. <laughs> but she was like, Madeline was just walking around in jeans and shirts as a normal person. Then she becomes the Goblin Queen and she's like, take it all. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> I only want these two spots covered up here. And a little bit right there, that's it. And then, I'll, and then on top of that, I want a cape. I want, I want, that shit to flow. That made no sense, but I digress. So X Factor, like I said, is surprised to see Madeline in the first place. They thought she died in the fall of the mutants. Uh, Cyclops asks her, like, like, what are your plans for our son? And she yells. Or he says, what are your plans for our son, Christopher? And she's like, don't call him that. <laughs> we don't call him that anymore. We call him Nathan now. Because Scott hates the name. So, <laughs> so she puts baby Nathan down. And then she just starts fighting Cyclops. She's mad because she knows he never loved her. She was just a decent filler in place for for Gene. She's hurt. Yeah. She's hurt. So, uh, while they're fighting, Nathan starts crying during the fight, and Jean tries to telepathically soothe him, and then uh, her doing that pushes Madeline completely off the rails here. She's like, do not try to soothe my son. <laughs> that I'm trying to kill. That, I <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to sacrifice <laughs> in 15 minutes. Do not do it. So, that pushes her completely off the rails, and the steer of course, uh, has a plan of his own here. He starts to worry because uh, Madeline is ready to kill X-Factor and and Nathan, but if she does it too soon, it'll ruin everything for his plan. Uh, Nastia tries to cool her down by sweet-talking her and making her feel like she's she's all too powerful to be controlled by anyone, even him. Just trying to make her seem like she's above everything else that's out there. Um, he tells her that the X-Men are, tells her that the X-Men are close, uh, that the X-Men are close by, and that she should, uh, work out a way for them to run into each other, X-Factor and X-Men, because they don't, uh, history-wise, they don't like each other at this point. So, all in all, his whole purpose is for her to sacrifice baby Nathan at the top of the Empire State Building at the right time so he can uh make the the bridge uh between limbo and earth permanent and um hoping that he would become set leader of both Jesus uh, da, da, da. so Nastia leaves Madeline continues to fight against X, X- factor and uh madeline being tired of the bullshit at this point uh she shoots a powerful blast at x factor and then when the dust finally settles x factor is sitting pretty inside this huge crater that she created after she sent the blast and out of nowhere madeline shows up right next to cyclops in her normal clothes and she asks him like well why do you want to take my baby away from me and she's asking, like, none of this stuff has ever, like, nothing in the last five minutes has happened at all. She's, like, like completely just Madeline before anything happened. Why do you want to take my baby away from me? Why are you doing this? Like, he, And now he's, like, super confused. Everyone's confused. And then to add to the confusion, Wolverine shows up. He sees Jean, who's supposed to be dead. He, he just walks up to her, caresses her cheek. And then asks like, "Are you real?" And then that was the end of that issue. So we go to two forty two, and then just to be a hundred percent sure that that is Gene that he thinks it is, he kisses her, <laughs> just to make sure that it's actually her. And this man has no boundaries whatsoever. How does that? <laughs> How does kissing somebody prove that that's? I don't know. I mean, you.
1: I mean, it proves that they're literally that, that there's somebody standing yeah. in front of you it doesn't prove that that's not a shapeshifter or know. a demon he i mean you picked up her smell yeah like shouldn't that be enough it should be <laughs> i can smell really good but uh i think my lips will tell me <laughs> a little bit more i, I gotta taste it
0: <laughs> my new power is uh, i gotta kiss people Uh <laughs> I picked up a new power you guys were all gone i gotta you can only tell if, if it's you if i kiss you sorry <laughs> Cyclops, are you next? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he kissed her just to make sure. Seconds later, the X-Men and the X-Factor teams uh, meet for the first time. And they're all surrounding Madeline at this point, who's still in her regular clothes, holding baby Nathan. Uh, They don't waste any time in trying to save baby Nathan from all this stuff. Beast and Bobby Drake the Iceman try to jump her to no avail. She completely shoots that off. Uh... And Havoc comes in and saves her from a couple blasts as well. So Havoc's completely on her side. Uh, at this point, the X-Men and X-Factor are starting to fight each other because they can't work together. And uh, X-Men still kind of believes that X-Factor has been hunting mutants this whole time. When they've really have been trying to save them. And uh, Dark Angel and Wolverine start going at each other. Uh, rogue tries to go in for the save to help wolverine uh, but when she tries uh, to kiss angel to take his powers instead of gaining his powers uh, she all she sees is apocalypse just like it's just a vision of apocalypse in front of her and she's like nope pulls away from him and just kind of falls to the ground uh by the time she realizes what happened to cyclops Uh, By the time she realizes what happened, uh, Cyclops uh, shoots her from behind with his uh, optic blast behind his... uh, What what does he call him? His ruby quartz visor. His ruby quartz visor. And then when he walks around in his civvies, he's got his ruby quartz glasses. (laughs) He he always has to say the whole thing. though. Anyone see my glasses?
1: (laughs) My ruby quartz glasses? Which
0: ones? My ruby quartz glasses? (laughs) know the red ones so uh Iceman tries to freeze havoc with <laughs> no luck there dazzler and long dazzler and long shot uh start feeling or they start falling under some like weird spell that's like the weird negativity that's going around um and the two of them just start making out in the middle of the battlefield <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what happened but they just start making out uh, Cyclops is trying to get Madeline out of the field at this point, because she's still just standing there. And as he's trying to get her out of there, she starts berating him about leaving her and the baby. When Cyclops tries to defend himself, Havoc steps in, and he starts fighting Cyclops for going back in his marital vows. And at the same time, uh, Jean is battling her uh, her demon parents. So Havoc is just like, like... Hey, man, you promised to, like, be with her forever.
1: You he took a vow in and front this- of the
0: Lord. <laughs> and that's kind of fucked up that you didn't do that, so now I'm here to kick your ass. Like, that's fucked up, dude. You told the Lord.
1: You took a vow in front of all your friends and family.
0: <laughs> what about Mom and Dad? They're dead. Sorry, Alex. Or
1: so we think.
0: <laughs> they come back. <laughs> They're part of the Steers crew. So do these people look
1: recognizable to you? Come on out. It's like the
0: parents. Mom,
1: dad? <laughs> the dad does that same pose.
0: Huh? Me? Recognize <laughs> me? Come here, son. <coughs> I just saw that somebody on my fantasy team got ejected from the game. <laughs> That's gonna work out well. So, out of this out of nowhere, uh Nastir shows up uh with his <laughs> with his demonic stagecoach and he's ready to take Madeline and the baby Nathan away. Uh now Cyclops has a dire battle in front of him, uh, to save his wife, his current wife, uh, which is Madeline and his child from being taken away by a demon or saving Jean from her parents. And <laughs> We all know who he goes for. He goes to see save Gene. <laughs> because that's all he's ever loved. So, yeah, he goes to save Gene. Uh, Nastir takes Madeline and the baby, and then they just take off. it <laughs> cops on the back of the carriage because they almost took off without him. Scott saves Gene, and the both of them go back up to their teams and to help them fight. Because X-Men and X-Factor are still fighting each other throughout all of this stuff. As the carriage rides away through the city. <laughs> they're just going on a tour through the city right now. Uh, Madeline changes back into the Goblin Queen. And when they stop at the Empire State Building, uh, she realizes that Havoc is still hanging on to the back of the, the carriage throughout the city. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she then asks Havoc to pledge his loyalty to her. And when he does quickly, uh, she then knights him as the Goblin Prince. And <laughs> as they head up to the top of the Empire State Building to sacrifice baby Nathan, they don't see Colossus spying on them and climbing the building from the uh, from the opposite side of which they are going up. So Colossus is like peeking around the corner. He saw them going up and he's like, no, nah, I got to fix this. <laughs> and he starts climbing up the other side. So uh, now we jump over to Central Park. X, the X-Men and X-Factor still fighting when X-Factor finds out that the X-Men don't know that they. The X-Men don't know that X-Factor actually outed themselves already as a team trying to save mutants. Because
1: um, they get the news late.
0: They get the news late. And then Cyclops uh, uh, starts searching for Storm in the hopes of ending this fight, explaining the whole situation. And uh, I don't know if I get to it at this at any point, but um, I believe we do. But at the end of this issue, if I don't get to why they don't know that news, let me know and I'll tell you. So uh, now at the top of the Empire State Building, Nastir, the Goblin Queen and Prince uh, are ready to start the sacrifice after uh, the Goblin Queen is now she's formed an altar at the top of the Empire State Building.
1: I know Havoc is like him and Madeline have their thing. Mm-hmm. But is, she, is he like under any mind control or anything like that? Or no. Is he, so he's willing to just he's,
0: help her murder this child? He's convinced that she's really been fucked over by his brother. <laughs> like That's how convinced he is. He's like, fuck the baby. <laughs> so much
1: so that he's willing to yeah. sacrifice his nephew. Yeah. Wow, what an asshole.
0: I don't give a fuck, Scott. <laughs> That's Scott's kid. (laughs) I'm here for the girl. (laughs) So the Goblin Queen has formed her altar at the top where she's going to sacrifice the baby. Uh, Seconds later, the Goblin Queen finds out that baby Nathan has reached out to Jean telepathically about his impending sacrifice. So (laughs) speed it up, lady. Speed it up. Come on, stepmom. I need your help. So the goblin queen decides to hold off on the sacrifice so she can kill Jean first. Uh Storm finally decides to join everyone and grabs Jean uh to say hello after all this time to stop the fight. Um and they all decide that hey, we need to we all need to get together to save baby Nathan here. Um immediately after they stop fighting, uh, Nastir shows up and he starts just beating everybody's ass himself. <laughs> Uh, Colossus finally makes it to the top, where the Goblin Queen is, and immediately gets blasted off, the <laughs> off the altar. And but he gets saved by the Iceman, who uh, was trying to make his own way up there. Uh, so, uh, he, yeah, he saves Colossus, and but he saves him by building like a an ice slide under him. But it, it sends Colossus flying off the slide but he flies off to the side uh into (laughs) nastier which weakens nastier because of his unnatural weakness to iron (laughs) and then nastier teleports away so now we have uh psylocke and gene trying to link up telepathically and so they can share their secrets and their travels over the past few months so maybe they can better handle this fight going forward I don't get it.
1: It doesn't seem like a time or place to ch- Probably not. You can't talk
0: about where you've been and where yeah. you want to go. Oh, you should try this restaurant <laughs> that we went to last week. It was great. Okay, uh, yeah, sure, guys. So, yeah. Then they end up sending Colossus back up to Empire State Building. And then when he gets up there, he gets captured. Uh, but he was basically just used as a distraction. Uh, Dark Angel and Wolverine attack Nastir. Uh, which then allows Storm and Iceman to freeze him. And then as he tries to cast a spell on the ice, Cyclops, Storm, and Dazzler light him up, causing him to overheat. And then as a final blow, Storm rains down these lightning bolts to cause Nistir to explode. But even with Nistir gone, uh, the Inferno spell still seems to be in place. So he wasn't doesn't seem to be... Uh, a real factor in keeping the bridge open. And, uh, while they all celebrate the small victory, Jean is whisked whisked away. And when they all look to see who did it, uh, they're all surprised for some reason that the goblin queen is still standing there looking stronger than ever. And she was the one who whisked away Jean. And what was I going to go back and tell? Mm -hmm. Uh, what were you going to tell? It's gotta be Judy You can lock me up and put me in Hmm. I should have just said it then
1: I feel like it was something that you touched on Oh, wasn't it like why the X-Men didn't know something?
0: Oh, yeah I might get to it again later because I don't, I can't remember if I put it in my notes or not. But So the reason the X-Men never knew that X-Factor had outed themselves as mutant savers helping people that were mutants is because Madeline was the one controlling their news. Uh, she yeah. was getting the recordings and she was, anything that had to, anything to do with X-Factor, cut it out.
1: I was wondering if that was going to play a factor because when you said that she, earlier that she like collects the news and mm-hmm. everything, and then I was like, well, what is, like when you said that she became evil on the, the Goblin Queen, mm-hmm. I was
0: like, okay, that has to factor in somewhere. Yeah. So she was basically adding any news about X Factor that came in. Um, so they would only. They only had what they knew. Yeah. And what she and what they knew was only what she was giving them. So, we are guys. We're on the last one.
1: Hallelujah.
0: We're on X Factor number thirty eight. So right now, the Goblin Queen is looking stronger than ever. She's whisked Jean away. She's got her in like this force field bubble, and. um Goblin Queen just gets straight to it. She tells Cyclops straight up, like, she's, I'm doing this to get revenge on you and everyone else who has ruined my life. So you, Gene, this, like, I'm sacrificing him to get back at the both of you. And then um Cyclops tells her, like, Nastia isn't here anymore. The gate to Limbo is closed, so give it up. She says, no, hell no. Like <laughs> I told you what my plan is. I'm sacrificing this baby tonight. And both teams then try to attack her, uh, but Longshot messed everything up because um, Longshot's powers only work if he has good intentions mm. in getting it to work. But because he was under like that kind of spell where him and Dazzler were just making out in the middle of the field, his mind's all clouded. He's like he's gotten back to his normal self a little bit, but his he still can't get like his mind into the right space. So, um when he tries to attack the bubble, he kinda messed everything up because he throws his, his knife, it bounces off at the wrong spot and it ends up hitting other people. And damaging, like, the team and, like, kind of taking some people out. So, um. <laughs> and so, because that happens, it ends. Both teams start fighting with each other again. Because they're like, he's just doing this shit on purpose. Like, we know, like, we know shot. We know he doesn't ever, like, miss. Like, he's doing the shit on purpose. So, they start fighting with each other again uh they but they quickly gather themselves again, they stop the bickering, they try to attack the goblin queen again, but she blocks all the attempts now they're in like her and Gina in like this force field together, and for some reason, I have trouble reading this <laughs> um, while attacking uh she uh yeah while attacking, she uses her powers to change angel back into his demon form that Apocalypse originally built him in so now angel's on the outside of the bubble he was he still had like the the demon wings as like the dark angel but mind wise he was the angel that he was before Mm. but she's used her powers to turn him back into the demon that he was that Apocalypse made him into so now he's kind of losing his shit out there then she sends all of her demons towards both teams with all of her might to just attack them until hopefully they all die. She then sends Havoc to go kill his brother. <laughs> she convinces uh, Longshot and Dazzler to try to kill him as well, uh, but Storm just blows the two of them away. But for some reason, she lets Havoc go. So I don't know what's going on there. And uh, Angel is able to kind of wheel his way back into... Or out of the Goblin Queen's control. And then uh, he cuts... He's able to kind of cut Jean loose so she can... I don't know how, but he's able to cut her loose a little bit. So she can kind of use her powers. And uh, Cyclops and Havoc are battling it out. uh, While Scott tries to kind of reason with them. uh, But nothing's working. And in the heat of the battle, some of the rubble starts falling from the building towards Havoc. And Cyclops saves him, but then he gets knocked out himself. So he goes in for the save on his brother, who's been beating his ass this whole time, and then gets knocked out himself. So now uh, Jean and the Goblin Queen are just like in this mental battle with each other, trying to control the other one. Goblin, the Goblin Queen tries uh, creates another force field around her, Jean, and baby Nathan, uh, and now that one's keeping everybody out from the battle. Madeline tells Jean that she wasn't even born. She was brought into life as an adult. uh, Given someone else's memories. And now Jean is pissed off because... uh, Madeline was only given those memories when she died. uh, Through the Phoenix Force. Uh, Because when Jean died... Or when they thought that the Phoenix died. Jean was dead. The Phoenix Force is uh how do i say this is let me make sure i don't lose my spot when i'm done uh the phoenix force is designed to find gene uh or someone with her (laughs) genes um so it was it searched all the way around the world trying to find her and then it found the the clone of gene so it Went there, sent or put the memories into her. I guess when she it put the memories into her, when the, when Jean was fully just gone at that point, the Phoenix shot back out of Madeline. That's when she was in the incubator, screams for Scott. And then the Phoenix was gone, but left those memories there. And Yeah so jean's pissed because the the phoenix took those memories and just kind of forced them uh into Madeline's life when she wasn't jean wasn't ever really gone in the first place uh, da, da, da. so we see jesus havoc is uh havoc is ready to end his brother at this point even though he just saved his life When Angel comes in for the save, but Havoc still gets his blast off, knocking Cyclops off of the building, Um, but Cyclops is able to just catch himself on the rocks right before he completely falls off. Uh, Back in the force bubble, Madeline is now attempting her final blow against Jean. She is willingly killing herself, or she's willingly killing her mind, hoping that because they have an actual link to each other, that it's going to end up killing Jean too. So meanwhile, the team's uh, finally convinced Longshot, Dazzler, and Havoc to help them breach the bubble. Inside the bubble, Gene learns the truth about Madeline, how she was a clone made by Sinister, all that whole story before. And uh, he only made her to be the perfect mate for Cyclops so that they would have a child together. When Cyclops abandoned her and the kid, uh, Sinister, tried to kill Madeline, but it didn't work, obviously. That's where we're at now. Uh, So she teamed up with the X-Men, manipulated them, and then found Mystere, who promised her power again, which is how he got to this point. And Longshot finally gets his head straight. They burst through the bubble, but as soon as they do, the Goblin Queen tosses baby Nathan off the edge of the building, sending Cyclops uh, to dive after him. And then with the Goblin Queen being somewhat distracted, uh, Jean decides to accept the Phoenix Force. Uh, that she had once denied and that now resides inside of Madeline, absorbs all of Madeline's memories. The Phoenix Force ends up breaking the infernal spell, making Jean whole once again, but Madeline dies in the end. Cyclops is now mourning his wife's death again, but also extremely happy to have his son back in his arms. Uh, In the end, Gene looks at Madeline's dead body and can't get over the idea of how evil Mr. Sinister is and how fucked up his plan was to do all this. So that was pretty much the end of it all. Uh, Later on, we find out that Mr. Sinister had been playing a game with Scott almost all of his life. Uh, He was in charge of the orphanage that Scott and Alex lived in. Uh He stifled Scott's powers early on, implanted false memories into his mind, and he also attempted to manipulate Jean at a young age too uh because he thought the two of them uh would make the ultimate mutant together. but Professor X got to her like I said early and uh but when she died on the moon, that's when he decided to make the clone or bring the clone to life. And so he did all this in attempts to make the perfect mutant. So he knew early on that Cyclops and Jean were going to make the perfect mutant, so he did whatever he could within his powers to hook them up. Yeah. What a creep. Yeah, and but then it also makes them kind of uh wonder like do like do we actually have something together or is this or we forced here yeah
1: that's something you have to think about
0: yeah and then uh tying back to last week's episode where i said that um i don't remember what i said but uh in december of this year there's gonna be a new inferno event with uh madeline and ben Riley, the spider-man clone
1: oh isn't it like the dark web or something
0: yeah so and not and not called Inferno, I don't believe, but uh, and venom is in it too, I think I think so, yeah, yeah, so we're gonna see what's going on with these two clones in December, but that was uh inferno, the kind of the third part to this whole uh x men story this one,
1: I'm gonna give my rating right now, okay, so. I know we mention it all the time about how, like, these are, like, 30, 40 issues, which supposed to, you know, they were put out mm-hmm. over the course of two years. I'm going to give this one the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. It was good. Kind of convoluted with a lot of, like, the backstories and retcons and all that. Yeah. But it was all right. I mean, it wasn't terrible.
0: Well, what are you giving it?
1: I'll give it a house... So, I wouldn't give it
0: yeah. I wouldn't say it's a Paul Walker No It uh I liked it So I'm gonna give it a house But it didn't need to be as long as it did No That was I cut out issues I'm not even joking with you The, the full When I read that it like If I wanted the full complete story I would've had to read 30 issues I said fuck you. I was gonna. I was almost going to cut the story out and not do it at all.
1: I want to know what the reasoning was for, like, did you really need 30 issues no. to tell the story? Mm-mm.
0: I I would even be okay with this being like 12 or 13 total.
1: That's all that, I don't feel like they need it to be. It didn't need. Any crossover needs to be more than 12 issues. No. One hell do one a, one a month for a year. That's
0: it. I'm fine with that. You you guys tried to fit in like, and maybe it wasn't thirty exactly, but it was around about like it was between like twenty four and thirty.
1: That's a ridiculous. That's amount. too much,
0: and it was only I believe it was only spanned over like a year. That's... It's over like four different stories, four different books, like almost thirty stories total. That's all you guys talked about in four different books for like a year. Yeah. No. It's not necessary. I cut out a lot. This story was, it took us two weeks to tell the story and I cut out a lot.
1: It just needs to be what crossovers are now. Like just make it its own separate thing. Yeah. Have tie-ins with the other books, but yeah. not necessary for the main story. You like
0: the, the Judgment Day one that's out right now. If you look at all the tie-ins, then, yeah, it comes out to, like, 30 books. Yeah. But tie-ins aren't always necessary. Yeah. It's just, like, if you want to add something to the story, then cool. But it doesn't... The tie-ins aren't something necessary for you to read to get the whole story here. Yeah. I could just read this Judgment Day once and be completely fine with where it's at right now. Yeah.
1: I haven't read any of the tie-ins. I've read
0: one tie-in, and it was, like, okay, that wasn't really... Worth it. Yeah. So I like, there's a few that I'm going to go back to that I'm going to pick up, but no. This was too long. I liked the story and I wouldn't mind seeing this come to life at one point. But one, I know that's not going to happen for a really long time. And two, it was just, yeah, it was just too long. That's my only criticism of it. it was just the the dark child stuff probably wasn't necessary either like it didn't really do much for me but overall it was it was fun it was it was more fun reading it but like i said, with with it being over four different books and having so many stories or so many issues of it. It's like you guys didn't plan it well enough for it to be great because because it's over four books. Now what's happening is I read part of the story and then half of the, the Exterminator's book is before the last story I just read and the other half is after. So it's now it's like I'm getting part prequel in the middle of my story. Just for only half the book to push the story forward. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. It was too much there. But, yeah. Overall, I like the story itself. But, too long. I'm excited. I'm hoping that I don't have to hit any more X-Men stuff for a bit. Because this shit took me a while. (laughs) I spent like a week and a half just trying to figure out what I can cut out. And what what I had to keep, but we will, we'll call it a day there, thanks for coming back for part two guys, thank you everybody, thanks for having us back in your, in your car, your headphones, wherever you're listening to us, your Alexa, I don't know, something, wherever you're listening to it, Alexa, play Soldier Boy. Play crank that, soldier boy. Clean with an Amazon Music Unlimited free trial. Alexa, release. I didn't know you were in this room. Stop. Alexa, stop. Sorry, guys. I, Alexa, stop. I <laughs> I didn't realize there was an Alexa in here. I was that's just trying true, to yeah, activate. That's
1: why you did it. No,
0: I was trying to activate everybody else's Alexa. <laughs> that backfired on me heavily. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we will talk to you guys next week thanks for coming and uh, yeah thanks for listening share with your friends your family give us a rating on Spotify Apple Music Uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube share it with your your older heads that don't like using Spotify because it doesn't work right I can't find what I'm looking for and the app always closes on me every time I open it up dad So just share it with somebody. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye.